Lift up your hands and just love on him. Love on him. Just love on him. His grace is greater. Greater, greater, greater. Greater than the mountains. Greater than every circumstance. Greater than every situation. His grace is forever faithful to you. It's greater than any circumstance, any depression. Any depression. Ah, yeah, somebody came with depression today. His grace is greater than depression. That situation that you seem not to have an answer for. His grace is greater. Is greater. And that grace is unleashed towards you tonight. Is greater. Is greater. Is greater. Is greater. Great is your mercy toward me. Great is your grace. Great is your grace. Hallelujah. You may be sitting in God's presence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue in grace. Hallelujah. I bring greetings from Fountain of Life International. We're based in Atlanta, Georgia. From my wife, my children. Amen. They share their love. They really express their love. Reverend, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Nugwa. Thank you, pastors, senior pastors, bishops, elders in the house. Thank you, all the ministers. I appreciate you all. Thank you, all the saints. Amen. Thank you. I always say something to people that without you, we'll be talking to empty chairs. Amen. Hallelujah. Most of the time, you, particularly in Nigeria, you pass five churches before you get somewhere you're going. You don't duck into all those churches. Amen. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I, I understand. Thank you. Amen. Nobody put a rope by your neck and said, come for camp meeting. You chose to come by yourself. Amen. So it's such a privilege and honor to be with you this, this evening. I thank you for the opportunity. And I trust God that, Father, even as we share God's word tonight, there will be an unleashing of God's grace in tangible terms in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for this opportunity to sit at the table of your word. Thank you because the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Lord, I pray that you're known every eye to hear, every eye to see, every ear to hear, every heart to receive. Let your word come forth with simplicity, clarity, but with power. Thank you for all the blessings and the joy as we enjoy your presence. In Jesus' name, all who believe, say amen. amen. Glory to God. Now, the word continue means to persist. I'm just going to jump into teaching, okay? It's, it means to, to continue, means to persist. It means to push forward. It means to make progress, okay? It means to persist, to push forward. It means to make progress. We're talking about continuing grace. We're not talking about just sitting down in grace. We're talking about pursuing, persisting, making progress, making progress, my grace walk, my walk of faith, my walk, my faith life, my grace life has to show progress. Paul told Timothy, let your progress be evident to all. There's a progress. There's a pushing forward. There's a persistence in. Hallelujah. Jesus said it this way. The kingdom of God forcefully advances. Anyone who wants to be a part of the most forcefully advance with it. There's got to be a pressure. There's got to be a continuance. It's not, it's not a casual thing. It's intentional. Some tell the boys it's intentional. Let me say this to when I became a U.S. citizen, some things changed. Amen. I, I could fly to Europe without a visa. I didn't have to apply for a visa and wait for two, three years before I get called to, to face somebody who, you know, I might not like my face. I didn't have to go through all the stress and all the time and all the cost and anxiety of waiting for a visa. That all changed. The day I made that, the day I, I swore that oath and became an American citizen. Listen to me. The day you became a citizen of God's kingdom. Oh, glory to God. 
Things changed. Are you hearing me? We're going to talk about that tonight. Today you became a citizen of the kingdom of God. Today you got born again. Many things changed. Hallelujah. Okay, let me say it this way. When I, when I became a record I didn't travel immediately. Okay, so I did not enjoy the benefits immediately. But I was going to travel and I discovered I don't need a visa anymore to go to UK, for example. I discovered that when it was time to, when I chose to travel. Okay, many times, here's what happens to believers. There are many benefits we have in Christ. We don't know them. We don't discover them until we choose to intentionally enter into them. Until we intentionally choose to get into them. Okay, those benefits are already yours. But if you don't intentionally press into it, you will not receive it. When I say this, I mean inexperience. That's what I mean. It's yours already. But if you don't know how to use it, or you don't know it's there, or you're not aware of it, you will not enjoy it. If somebody gives you a driverless car, okay, driverless car, and you, you, know, you have it, it's there, you might not drive the car, because you might be afraid. If I send the car to take me from here to Lagos, and I'm not going to touch the steering wheel, how would that happen? That will make you afraid. You might not touch that car. But listen, that car is as real as it says it is. Amen. The day I enter your house and see that car, I'll show you how to drive that car. <laughs> Amen. What I'm saying to you is this. The benefits we have as a result of grace, many of us, we don't know them. We have not investigated into all the different multifaceted, multidimensional wisdom of God that's within this expanse, and therefore we live short of the benefits. Are you hearing me? I'm going to be talking to you tonight about honor. I'm going to talk to you now about honor. Hallelujah. Honor. Persisting in grace. Pressing into honor. Pressing into honor. Look at Psalm 8, verse 4 through 5. Glory to God. Psalm 8, 4 through 5. Let's look at this. Amen. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him, verse 5. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, or Elohim, which is actually what it should be, and has crowned with glory and honor. Now, go, yeah, thank you. Oh, that's awesome. No, no, don't go there. Just keep it at four and five for now. Okay? It says, what man that thou art mindful of him, and you visitest, visitest him. So I said, but when did God visit man? Let's go, let's go to, let's go a little bit, let's go a little bit in the past. Genesis 3, from verse 8 and 9. Genesis 3, 8 and 9. What this? I'm going to tie some things together. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. Hold on, go back there. One of the things that Adam and Eve experienced was hearing the voice of God. Hearing God for themselves. Okay, now what this? And they heard the voice of God. Okay, go on, next verse, verse 9. In the cool of the day. Oh, no. Uh, okay, oh, it's the same script. Can you, can you bring it together in one screen, one screen, one frame? Okay. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. They heard the voice of God. Okay, and they were in the presence of God, but they hid themselves from it. Okay, now before sin, God spoke to them. They heard his voice. They enjoyed his presence. They heard his voice. They enjoyed his presence. That's what the Bible tells us here. So he said that what is man that thou mindful of, that thou visitest him. God is so mindful of Adam that God visited Adam. That's what he's talking about here. God visited Adam. He visited with Adam. He hung out with Adam. He chilled with Adam. There was a vibe between them. Let me use all the modern technology. Modern technology. There's a, a good vibe between them. They were hanging out together. They spent time together. 
They spent time together. And with that also came a sense of joy, a sense of peace. Because now, if I'm owing Reverend Gomwalk money and he's really mad at me, guess what? I'll be avoiding him. Hallelujah. So God and man did not have, there was no qualms. There was no aggro within them. There was no problem to God and man. And that was the original intent. The original intention of God was that God and man would be able to fellowship together. They would hear the voice of God in the cool of the day. They would hear the voice of God and they would be in God's presence. But of course, we know what happened. When sin came, that threw everything off. When sin came, Adam lost that honor. That's why the Bible says, that if you look at, go back to, go back to Psalm 8. Go back to Psalm 8. You see what it says in verse 6 there. Look at it. Look at it, Psalm 8, verse 6. Glory to God. Yeah. No, verse 5. Go to 5, sorry. 5. Look at it. For thou hast made him a little lower than yourself and Elohim and has crowned him with glory and honor. God has crowned him. So Adam and Eve were enjoying God's glory and honor. Of course, what they crown him is what he has to give them. This is not their own glory. This is God giving them his own glory. You've put on him, you've surrounded him with glory and honor. Okay? Glory and honor, beauty, majesty, strength, regard, dignity. Hallelujah. And those things, unfortunately, with the fall of man, came shame, came defeat, came a sense of, of not being worthy, low self-esteem. These are things that came result of the fall of man and have persisted till today. Low self-esteem, shame, I'm not good enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, I'm not handsome enough, I'm this too much, I'm that too much, my nose is too big, it's too small. All kinds of things. Those things that make you look down on yourself. And those things, of course, we know that when Christ came, he altered the whole thing. Hallelujah. Now, what is God's grace is God's unmerited goodness and kindness that he bestows on us because of the blood sacrifice of Jesus. I was saying, Lord, stop, Reverend. Stop him now. He was going into my, he was going to my notes. Lord, stop him. Stop him. See, the grace of God is because of the blood sacrifice. That's why the grace of God is because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the blood. Jesus Christ on the cross, rather. The blood sacrifice paid in full for sin and its consequences. And let us free from sin, guilt, and shame. Remember what the Bible says in Romans 6.23? It says that the wages of sin is death. So where Adam and Eve sinned, the ultimate consequence, the result, is death. Not just death in, not just physical death, not just spiritual death, but emotional death. I don't know why I'm going here today, but I just said, okay, I'm going to go with it. Emotional death. A sense of, of dejection. Low self-esteem, hopelessness. Depression. Depression. Hopelessness. Nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. I'm rejected. I'm rejected. Maybe somebody was born out of turn. You were born out of wedlock. You were born in, in a family where there was no regard for you. Nobody notices you. Those things came as well of that. Low self-esteem. You look down at yourself. You are among the crowd, but you seem like you feel insignificant. Those things came because of the sin of Adam. They came because of the sin of Adam. But Jesus Christ came to, he died rather, and paid the price fully for those things. Remember what it said in Hebrews 9.22? Hebrews 9.22? Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So the blood sacrifice, the blood covenant, the blood sacrifice paid for sin and its consequences. Shame, defeat, that sense of, of aloneness, of not belonging, of not being recognized. My voice is not heard. I'm the shortest in the family. 
I'm, I'm the poorest in the family. He, the Lord's sacrifice paid for all that. Paid in full for all that. Okay, he paid for all that. There's no, without Jesus Christ, when he shed his blood on the cross, he paid in full. He paid in full. God wants us to have dignity. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants you to have dignity. And that's for everybody. God wants to have dignity. God wants to be recognized. Remember, the Bible says there, and we saw in Genesis 3, that God came to them and they heard the voice of God. They didn't just hear the voice of God, they also spoke back to God. You notice that? When, Adam, when God asked Adam, where are you? Adam spoke back to God. So it's not only God speaking to them, they were speaking back to God. They're speaking back to God. When Jesus saw Zacchaeus on the tree, Zacchaeus was a short man. He was a wealthy guy, but he was a very short guy. Physically, physically, I mean, think about it. There's a bunch of people all thronging Jesus. Here's this short man, okay, Zacchaeus. He would not be noticed. So he had to climb on the tree. So he could be noticed. Okay, even Zacchaeus, who was wealthy, had a low self-esteem. As short as he was. He was very rich, very influential. But still had an awareness. That's what they call the Napoleon complex. Have you heard that before? A short man whose voice very loud. There's, there's somebody in my family, I don't want to mention the person's name. He was very short, but the man, ah! You know, Napoleon complex. Zacchaeus had that. Short man, rich, wealthy, influential, but short. But short. And what the man to climb on the tree? And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, come down. Even Zacchaeus, even Zacchaeus, this was before the cross. Jesus noticed a Zacchaeus. Maybe tonight you feel like Zacchaeus. Oh, glory to God. Grace is calling you. Grace is calling you. Maybe you feel insignificant. Maybe you feel, well, nobody cares about me. I'm just a nobody. Grace is calling you. Grace is calling you. Maybe you feel depressed. You feel dejected. You feel let down. You feel I've been forgotten. You feel alone. Grace is calling you tonight. Grace is calling you. He told Zacchaeus, come down. We're going to have dinner at your house tonight. Grace is calling you for Jesus to say, we're going to have dinner at your house tonight. Okay? What did Jesus do? He restored Zacchaeus back to Genesis 3, where God came to them in the cool of the evening and hung out with them. Grace is calling you. Grace is calling. Grace has located you. Grace has located and is calling you into a place of honor, a place of dignity, a place of dining with him. A place where God can exchange his ideas with yours. A place where you can bring your own weakness, your own insignificance. And you, God will wrap you around with his own significance. So you find significance in him and lose a sense of your insignificance. But you find significance in him. Maybe that's your portion tonight. And I prophesy to you that's what it is in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So the shedding of blood, of Jesus' blood on the cross, was the necessary payment and the initiation of the new covenant. Mm. Mm. When Jesus was being whipped on the cross, remember what blood covenant is? A cut where blood flows. He was being whipped on the cross. Here goes your low self esteem. Here goes your insignificant. Here goes your depression. Here goes nobody cares about me. His blood sacrifice being initiated for you. For you. Jesus was being beaten. 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 Blood spraying everywhere. Speaking better things than what you're going through. Than all the mountain, that depression, I don't know why I feel it so strong. That depression, that sense of insignificance, I feel it so strong. That sense of not being noticed, not being aware of. That sense of being rejected. Maybe you've been rejected. Maybe you're rejected in your family. Maybe somebody's comparing you to your siblings. Comparing you to people around you. 
and you find yourself just not being able to carry yourself properly. You carry yourself just, you know, walking around depressed. People wonder why you're always looking sad. Tonight I'm telling you, grace has located you. I said grace has located you. The blood covenant took care of that. The blood covenant brings you to a place of honor. Jesus told them, go get an animal, go get two animals and all that stuff. Prepare the meal, bring it, let's all sit down together. Jesus is calling you, come sit down with me. Come sit down and meal with me. Hallelujah. Let's look at this example. We, all, we know the scripture. Let's look at it. In Romans 5.1, Romans 5.1, can you put it up on the screen? Romans 5.1, glory to God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Adam and Eve lost that sense of peace. They were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. They were kicked out, driven away to go and become vagabonds on the earth, to go and toil and sweat. They came from a place of God providing for them, of God being their father, being their lover, being their friend. They came from that place, a place where they were now thrown out, thrown out, rejected, rejected. Maybe your mother was kicked out of home and you were the child of a mother who was rejected by a father. Maybe you don't even know your father. Maybe you don't. God is bringing you back into the Garden of Eden. I see Jesus in the spirit literally put his arms around you. Bring you back. Bring you, I see Jesus literally put his arms around you and bring you back into the Garden of Eden. Bringing you back. I see him doing that. I see him doing that. Yes, the gate was closed against Adam and Eve, but he said, I said before you an open door. The gate was closed for Adam and Eve, but he said to you, I said before you an open door. The gate is wide open. He said, I've set a banquet table before you. A banquet table before you. Oh, that shame is over. The shame is over. The dishonor is over. The disgrace is over. The stench of disgrace, stench of rejection is over. You know, when people get, I mean, I, 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 when I was in Lagos, I mean, I see people coming to beg. And I look at them. I mean, you could tell, oh, God, beg. Please, I beg. Please. This is, I'm not trying to make fun of them. But it's an air of, ah, I'm not worthy. An air of all around them. Maybe that's how you feel. I'm telling you, the blood covenant has made the difference. I said, blood covenant has made a difference. Grace has made the difference. Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 15, from 18 to 24. Amen. Luke 15, 18 to 24. Let's look at this together. Let's see what God is saying here. And I'll arise and go to my father. And I'll say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee. Keep going. And no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hard servants. Stop there. One of the things that shame does, it, it takes you. Your status brings you from being a son to being a servant. Okay? I'm accepted not because of what I've done or don't do, to now becoming where I'm, my acceptance is based on my service. So when you're a servant, it's like an employee. If you don't show up to work, you don't get paid. So it's now God, the man is saying, look, I was, I was a son, had access to everything without having to pay for it, without having to work for it, or labor or sweat for it. But now somebody has to tell me when to eat, what to eat, how to eat, and if I'm going to eat at all. And the servants in those days are not like servants today. It was real slavery. It was real, real slavery. You know, it was real hard work. It was real hard work. That's how you earn your pay. Okay? So he said, stop me. I don't want to be a son, but I want to be a servant. So then I'm telling you, grace is changing or has changed you from being a servant to being a son. It's changed you. It, there's a raising in your status. 
There's a raising in your status. You're raising your status to becoming a son. Watch this. Keep going. Just look at this. You're going to see what, you're going to see what it says some more. Verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. When he was yet a great way, his father saw him and had compassion, ran and fell on him and kissed him. So the father, ahead of time, already embraced him. Before you knew, before he even knew what his father was going to say, his father already embraced him. Okay? Reverend said it tonight, that it was not because of what you did. Grace already pre-accepted you. Grace has pre-chosen you. Hallelujah. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anybody who comes into Christ, grace has already pre-chosen them. You are in the company of the pre-chosen because you are in Christ. Hallelujah. This guy didn't know what his father was going to say. He didn't know. He was not sure. He already made up his mind. This is what I'm going to say. But before he even did that, the father already reached out. Keep going. I'm going somewhere. Keep going. Verse 22. Okay, he said to the father all that he rehearsed. Look at verse 22. Okay, watch this. The father said to him, bring forth the best robe. He went, he came from his seal. He had the idea of being a servant. Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. And shoes on his feet. Ring on his hand means authority. Means honor. Means dignity. He came, he was saying, I want to be just a servant. Insignificant. Just one of your, not just, not the chief servant. One of your hired servants. One of them. Okay, he was now brought into giving a ring, put the best, not just a robe, the best robe on him. Okay, let me let me say this to you. God is telling me to tell you tonight, He has put the best robe on you. He has put His ring on you, shoes on your feet. Hallelujah! The best robe on you, the best robe on you. When a king is walking with his robe, you don't need to see his face, just his robe. You know that's the king. If a king is walking that way with a robe, just looking at the robe alone, you know, that's the king. That's the king. Because this robe, hell knows you. Are you hearing me? Because this robe, hell knows you. When you wake up in the morning, hell says, oh, she's awake again. Before you open your mouth and say, Jesus, hell is already shaking. Because you've got the robe on you. Hallelujah. Remember what we saw in, 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 in um, Romans 8? God has crowned him with glory and honor. The robe is that Glory and honor. The robe is that glory and honor. The robe is that glory and honor. Woo. Okay. Keep going to the next verse. Watch this. Uh-huh. Blood covenant. And he said, bring the fatted calf and kill it. Kill it. Why did he have to kill the fatted calf? The blood covenant. The blood covenant. The blood covenant. Kill the fatted calf. When you kill the calf, what happens? Blood flows. Father made a new pact with the son. Made a new situation with the son. No longer are you a servant. No longer are you rejected. No longer are you departed. You are now here. The blood covenant. And look at the result of the blood covenant. Watch this. And let us eat and be merry. Let us eat and be merry. The grace of God cancels your past. And sets you on a new course of life. It is a life of celebration. Of God's grace. Because in his presence... There's fullness of joy. Let us be merry. Let us be merry. So listen to me. That depression is in the past. It's in the past. It's in the past. Let me say this to you. Please listen very carefully. This song could still be saying, I'm not sure. Is this a dream? Is this, a, is this real? But I blew the money. But I spent my, my stuff with all kind of wild people. He could still be saying that. He could still be saying that. 
But as long as the son believed what the father said, then he would enjoy it. Same thing with you and I. I could be saying, is it true that all this have happened? Is it true that my past is gone? Is it true that uh, that depression, all that feeling of loneliness, of, of not being significant, has been cancelled by the blood covenant? Is it really true? If you believe that truth, then you enjoy it. Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. So there is a part for me to do. The part for me to do is to believe. It's to put my faith, activate my faith in. Believing does not, it's not, it's not like pushing, you don't have to push up to believe. It's just accept what it says to be true. This is a cup of water. If I say to this cup of water, drink it. If you don't drink it, you don't believe it. Yeah. You heard me? I said it's a cup of water. If I say drink it, you say, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. I said, okay, drink up water. And you say, oh, I believe, I believe. And you don't drink it, guess what? You still remain thirsty. Are you hearing me? Is it water? Yes, it is. Okay, will it, will it quench your thirst? Yes, it will. But if you don't drink it, guess what? You will not enjoy it. Hallelujah. Same thing with what grace has done. Grace has canceled. Like this young man, when the father said, I've forgiven you all that stuff they did, the boy could have still said no. It's too good to be true. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. He could have gone into the pain of his past. Why did my father reject my mother? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? When you stay in that, you end up just nullifying your faith. Ah, yes, Lord. When you stay in, why did this happen to me? Why did that happen to me? Why did that happen to me? You start talking about those things. Guess what? You end up nullifying the effectiveness of your own faith. Okay? Are you hearing me? God is telling me to tell someone that tonight. When you stay in questioning, when you start questioning, genealogists questioning, questioning, when you stay in that questioning, you end up nullifying your faith. They say all fingers are not equal, as they say. What does that mean? We're all born with different circumstances. Let's, let's be honest about this. We're all born with different circumstances. But when we come into Christ, we have the same inheritance. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, I might not start the same place as you, but guess what? I'm in the Father's house. Are you hearing me? My father's name might not be Elon Musk. There's no doubt to my dad. But, you know, my father might not be the richest man in the world. Okay? But listen, my father is the richer, richest than all of them together. Hallelujah. So I might not come with a house where my father has trillions in the account, but my father God supplies all my needs according to the and glory by Christ. So I focus on that. I don't focus on why was I born in the third world? Why was I born in this? Why was I born in that? But I know in Christ now, I've come to the place of dignity and honor. Hallelujah. And that's what the blood covenant has done. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Come with all your concerns. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Tonight, I want to declare to you, God's glory, God's grace brings you into honor zone. It brings you to glory zone. I said God's grace brings you into glory zone. Let's look at some scriptures and then we're going to be kind of closing off in a few minutes. But let's hear some things here. Uh, Zechariah 3 verses 3 to 5. Hallelujah. We'll look at some stuff here. Let's just dig into some scriptures and let's get a perspective. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments for the angel. Joshua, of course, you know Joshua is the, it's the same name Jesus. It also represents us. Amen. So that's us. Verse 3 is us. Go back to verse 3 again. Go back to 3 again. I was clothed with filthy garments 
as to for the angel. Okay, keep going. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have called thine iniquity to pass before thee, and I'll clothe you with a change of raiment. Remember Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was a beggar, wearing beggarly clothes. And when Jesus called him, he threw off his clothes. Change of status. Change of status. My days of begging are over. My days of insignificance are over. My days of being a beggar, roadside beggar, they are over. My days of being disrespected are over. My days of being dishonored are over. My days of being insignificant, they are over. I'm speaking that to you right now. Your days of insignificance, they are over. He said, I told you, Grace located it. Jesus located Zacchaeus and said, come to me. Come to me. He came to him, he threw up the garment. He threw it off. Now listen, Jesus did not throw up the garment. Zacchaeus threw up the garment. Are you hearing me? I, I hope that sings it. Jesus did not throw up the garment. Zacchaeus threw up the garment. I have to throw up the garment. I'm hearing this truth of God's word. I've got to go and say, no. Enough is enough. Hallelujah. King of kings is calling me. Come and dine, Zacchaeus. By Timaeus, come to my house. And I'm still wearing beggarly clothes. No way. I throw it off. Joseph, same thing. They called Joseph. What did Joseph do? He went to shave. He shaved himself. After Joseph was, if you look at the scripture, when, when, when Pharaoh called for Joseph, Joseph went in and shaved himself, changed his clothes, and came before, the king, before Pharaoh. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. I've caused thy iniquity to, go back there, go back, sir. I've caused thy iniquity to pass from thee. It's passed from thee. It's over. And I'll clothe thee with change of raiment. After, he, after the iniquity was cancelled, he put the clothing on. Honor, glory. Look at the next verse. I'll set a firm on his head. So they set a firm upon his head and clothed him with a garment. And the day of the Lord stood by. No one says that a firm medal, a crown. They put a crown on him. Somebody that filled the clothes. From fill the clothes to change of garments to a crown. To a crown. And the angel of the Lord stood by. There's several things there. Honor. Honor. This honor is so good that even heaven recognizes it. The angel of the Lord was there attending to it. It's so good. You have entered into a new status of honor. Where God and all heaven and all angels respond and treat you differently. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Continue in this grace. Look at Acts 2, 32 and 33. Continue in this grace. Yes, sir. It says, this Jesus has God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted, having received the Father, uh, uh, of the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit, and all that. Look at that first part there. Being by the right hand of God, exalted. Jesus, God raised him, and is the right hand of God, exalted. Okay? Now, look at Ephesians 2.6. I want to tie this together. Hello. Okay. And he has raised us up together. Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We just saw in Acts that Jesus was raised up. A writer of God. And it tells us that we also, we're in that same place. We're made to sit together. We're not standing. You're not a gate man in the kingdom of God. You're not just hanging out. Just perching. No. You are seated. 
with all your weight seated together with him in the heavenly places exalted 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 God is saying see yourself exalted stop seeing yourself as lowly you are seated exalted 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 this is your right as God's child look at Psalm 91 verse 14 and 15 this is your right as God's child you are exalted change of status Every time you open your mouth, heaven responds. That's why Jesus said at Lazarus' tomb, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. That testimony is your testimony also. You are a son of God. You are God's son. You are God's child. When you open your mouth and you pray, heaven, heaven responds. Heaven responds. Look what it says here. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. I will set him on high. I will set him on high. He will set you on high. Because you have known his name. He will set you on high. He is setting you on high. I said he's setting you on high. Above all the situations and circumstances. He's setting you on high. Above the economies of the nations. He sets you on high. Above the naira value or dollar value. He sets you on high. Above sickness and disease. Above shame and defeat. And reproach. He's setting you on high. Above every circumstance around you. He said I'll set him on high. Because you have known his name. Mm. To know them means to become one with. To be identified with. That's what it means. Because you identify with his name. Bible calls us the bride of Christ. My wife's name is Mrs. Norum. She's known. Identified with me. She's identified with me. God said, because you have known my name, I'll set you on high. Why? You know why? God is called what? The most high. If he's the most high, and I'm identified with him, where am I? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan wants you to think of yourself low. But you've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. You're brought into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. The blood speaks for you. You are a child of God, son of God, member of the household of God. Amen? It's a place of honor and dignity. Look at the next verse, 15. Watch this. 15. He shall call upon me, and I will answer. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. Honor him. Honor him. When I, like I give the example, when that young girl was begging me for money, I didn't respond to her. I didn't respond to her. I'm not, I'm not saying that to, I'm just giving an example. I didn't respond to her. But he said, when you call upon me, I will answer you. I will respond to why? He said, I'll be with you in trouble. I will honor you. God responding to you is God showing you honor. Or let me put that in God's honor. Or God honors you so much that he'll respond to you. Listen to me. Don't ever think your prayers are insignificant. Don't ever think they are insignificant. Oh, but I don't know how to quote scripture like Reverend Roman. You don't need to quote scripture like him. You don't need to. You don't need to. But I did not fast and pray. I'm not saying you don't fast and pray. Fast and pray, amen. Amen. Fast and pray, amen. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying is this God's, God responds to you because He's in covenant with you. The blood covenant has canceled our sin. Every excuse for God not to respond to you has been canceled in the blood covenant. 
Let me say it again. I say every excuse for God not to respond to you has been cancelled in the blood covenant. And therefore, because you are now with him, in covenant with him, okay, when you call upon him, he will. The word will there is a very strong word. That word means choice. Would. That's what it means. It's a choice word. God says, I will, by my choice, I will answer him. I, if you call up, it's like an, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, it's like an automated response. That's exactly. If you do this, that will happen. God said, when you call upon him, automated response, I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And honor him. Grace has brought you a place of honor. A place where God is attending to you every time. Mm. Before you are an enemy. You are deserving harsh judgment and affliction. But now you are a son and a friend deserving a high seat. Are you hearing me? Now, not only are we sons of God, we are friends of God. We are friends of God and we deserve a high seat. We have been ushered to a high seat. We have been ushered. No wonder he set a table for you. He set a table, banquet table for you. No wonder. Because he has ushered you, has brought into that now. If you remember Nehemiah, Joseph, Daniel, they were not, they were fugitives. Sometimes people who are back home might not understand this very well. When you travel abroad, I become a, a second class citizen by virtue of not being born there. It's a lot. When you speak, people say, where are you from? Yeah, when you talk. You think you can speak good English? Open your mouth and say, where are you from? What country are you from? You know, I'm from Africa. Where? In Africa, Nigeria. Oh, okay. I remember one day I was talking to a lady. We were talking. A guy said hello to her. She just got up and walked away. Yeah, I was talking to her. I thought, I thought we were having a conversation. So I thought. As soon as that guy came and said hello to her, I know what the guy said. She, just, she didn't even tell me, excuse me. She just walked away. Just left me by myself. Okay? I mean, I've had to tell people before, I'm speaking English. I'm speaking English. Yeah. A lady was, was, was lost. I was trying to find her way. She came to me. I said, do you mind just looked at me and just walked away? I'm like, but I'm trying to help you. What am I trying to say? When you come to, when you come from a place where, or when you come to a place where you are a, not an original born person in a place, then you understand. When God now favors you, when God honors you, glory to God. When grace locates you in that place, Daniel, being of a foreign country, being a person who was brought in as in exile, Nehemiah brought in in exile, just brought in as a slave. The favor of God located them right where they were. The favor of God located where they were. What am I saying to you tonight? You don't have to come from the palace. You don't have to come from the, from the rich places. You don't have to have a significant name. Once you're coming to Christ, you have come in the name of the Lord. You have come into the place of honor. The highest honor ever. And grace locates you right there. And that grace will exalt you right there. It will exalt you right there. Tonight, I declare to you once again, you have entered into glory zone. You have entered into glory zone. Let's look at Philippians 2 verse 9. We're about done. Philippians 2 verse 9 through 11. Hallelujah. You have entered into honor zone. Place where God is, God is looking out for you. God treats you very dearly. There's, there's, treats you very specially. 
God treats you. I mean, there's a story of told. I mean, you must have heard the story many times over. A young man was on the plane, playing games. The plane was going through turbulence. The brothers was afraid. And the young man is just chilling. And he said, why are you not afraid? He said, because my dad is the pilot. My dad is the pilot. He knows he's carrying precious cargo here. That plane is not going to crash. It's not going to crash. I said, your life is not going to crash. You are God's precious cargo. You are God's, the, the man, the father knows it. I have something special inside this plane. It ain't going down. You're not going down. I said, you're not going down. It doesn't matter what price the bag of rice goes. You're not going down. Are you hearing me tonight? You're not going down. You're not going down. Uh-huh. Let me talk where you live. <laughs> Glory to God. I know there's black market gas fuel right now. You're not going down. You know, he's going to supply your needs. He's going to supply because you are his. You are his precious cargo. The eyes of the Lord run to and through the earth. Looking to look. It's a grace has located me. Say, grace has marked me for honor. Come on, say it again. Grace has marked me for honor. Say, grace has marked me for distinction. That's right. Hallelujah. Look at it says, wherefore God also highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. Above, pause there for a minute. Above every name, every situation, every circumstance. Every disease, every depression, every rejection, everyone, highly exalt. I don't care if a doctor gave you a report and the doctor put some names. Sometimes they put those doctor's names there. I, you can't even read them. They have some very complex names. Pastor Nguyen will tell you. Some complexes they'll write. If I can't even say doctor's signature, handwriting, you have to go to the nurse to interpret handwriting for you. That's how bad it is sometimes. Okay? He says, God has highly exalted him. Highly exalted him and give him a name above every name. Mm. Let me say this to you. Put yourself there. God has highly exalted you and given you a name mm. above every other name. Highly exalted you. Highly. Not just exalted, highly exalted you above every name. Next verse. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The word says, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That's you and I. Every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven, in earth, under the earth. And every tongue shall confess, next verse, that Jesus Christ is Lord, or is the Lord. So you look at that scripture. It's not saying they'll confess, just is, but it just is the Lord. That means he's or God, his boss. Every tongue, every student will confess that to the glory of God the Father. But he has highly exalted you. Put you in a place where because you are identified with the name of Jesus, every tongue, every situation will bow. It will bow. It will bow. If you drink of the water, you will not thirst again. If you take of this honor, shame, disgrace will diminish, will disappear. Will disappear. You have entered into glory zone, miracle zone, honor zone. Tonight, I've said so many things. I could go, I could teach some more, but I just sense a shift in my spirit. I could teach some more, but I, I just, you know, I, I, I've said so many things. One of the things I want to remind you of is 
Covenant paid for this. Covenant paid for this. Reverend said it's a perfect covenant between God and God. And you and I are the recipients of it. There's no guile in this covenant. There's no comma in this covenant. This covenant is real. It's real. This covenant speaks not just in heaven or in spiritual things. It speaks in every sphere of life. Maybe there's some things I share tonight that you identify with. I need someone to say, okay, pray with me. Pray with me. You know, I like, I like, look, the water is good. If you don't drink it, you'll be thirsty. All what I've said is great. If you don't latch onto it by faith, you will just leave here the same, you know, with just information. But when you put faith, you activate it. Okay? And one of the ways you activate faith is to respond to a word. That's one of the ways you activate faith. You respond to a message. You respond to it. Okay? So tonight, I want to just ask you. I want to just open the floor, open the, the, uh, the altar here. If anything I said today has just spoken to you, I want you to come forward. Uh, just come forward. Anything I said about depression, about all that, you know, come forward. Let's minister. Let's pray with you. Let's pray with you. Let's pray with you. You, feel, you felt rejected. You've come from a family where, you know, some families, ah, just come forward. Let's, let's pray with you. Hallelujah. I, glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, people struggle with things that might not tell you. Some people, you see them, they're carrying burden all the time. You don't know why. They carry certain load all the time. You don't know why. It's hard for them to smile. You don't know why. It's hard for them to smile. You don't know why. I don't know. I just felt emotional ministry. I just, when I was teaching, it's like it just kind of went down. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Anybody else, please come and join them. 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 Somebody's mother was driven away from the family. Driven away. And you are a child of that. You are born into that circumstance. The mother was rejected. Driven away. So you don't really know love or family. The way it ought to be. Life has been difficult. A struggle. Hard. Hard. Tonight, God is smiling on you. Tonight, God is honoring you. God is honoring you tonight. God is honoring you tonight. God is honoring to anybody else. I sense there are a few more people. A few more people. A few more people. Please, can I get some pastors? Come help me pray for them, please. Pray with them. Please, pastors, please, sirs. Help me pray with them, please. Help me just pray with them. Just receive ministry, emotional ministry, soul ministry, emotional ministry. Just flow with what the men of God and women of God are going to do. Just flow with it. Just flow with it. Flow with it. The balm of Gilead, soothing, going deep, soothing, 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 mm. soothing. I graduated from school. Why are other people getting jobs? I'm not getting a job yet. Why does my friend get a job? I've not gotten one yet. And there's a feeling of depression. Depression. People stay depressed and they commit suicide. 
people stay depressed and commit suicide even Christians even Christians God is touching you where you are right now as the minister to you receive the ministry receive the ministry God is drying the tears from your eyes He's drying the tears from your eyes your days of rejection are over they are over God is elevating you elevating you elevating you the Holy Spirit is literally pouring the balm of Gilead He's pouring He's pouring into you the Holy Spirit is pouring into you soothing your wounds soothing your wounds reassuring you of His love His tender love and kind and mercies reassuring you tonight of His tender love and mercies reassuring you tonight of His tender love and mercies He's touching you right where you are He's touching right where you are a new vista a new perspective a new level you have entered into it you have entered into it thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord rest of us let's lift up our hands where we are thank you for the word first of all thank you thank you for the word 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 come on say with me say Heavenly Father thank you for your grace that is abundantly demonstrated towards me thank you Father for loving me beyond words thank you Lord because I have an everlasting covenant with you a covenant of grace that's elevated me into your status into the glory zone a place where angels and heaven respond to me like Jesus thank you father because I walk in this honor I walk in this dignity above every circumstance and situation in life I live in the glory zone I live in the honor zone thank you father because you honor me by your presence that is in me and responding to my prayer I give you praise in Jesus name